test, test. There we go. Okay. Welcome tonight. I hope you came with your testimony in your Bible. And um, we'll have a good time. We're going to sing three songs or two songs in a chorus. And uh, then, then we'll turn it over to Brother Mac and he can do his wonderful things. So whatever the Lord tells us. So uh, first is going to be His Name is Wonderful. If you need your hymnals, it's 203. Go ahead and stand, please. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. Jesus, my Lord. He is the mighty King, Master of everything. His name is wonderful, Jesus my Lord. He's the great Shepherd, the Rock of all ages, Almighty God. Bow down before him, love and adore him. His name is wonderful, Jesus my Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And Robert, would you lead us, please? Amen. Okay, since you can, you may sit down. Since uh, unless you just want to stand, I mean, um, since Jesus is the reason we have all the freedoms and liberties that we enjoy, then he should be the sweetest name we know, right? So two times, let's sing through this this chorus. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Jesus is the sweetest name I know, and he's just the same as his lovely name, and that's the reason why I love him so. Oh, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And he's just the same as his lovely name. And that's the reason why I love him so. Oh, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And then, if you're using your hymnals, 206, Blessed Be the Name. Blessed be the name of the Lord, when glories of my God and King. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Jesus, the name that calms our fears. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Tis music in the sinner's ears. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. He breaks the power of cancelled sin. Blessed be the name of the Lord. His blood can make the foulest clean. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I never shall forget that day. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When Jesus washed my sins away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you. Well, it seems as though, I'm sorry, it might be handy, please. Well, it seems as though uh, several folks decided that rather than give their testimony, they're just going to stay home tonight, and that's okay. That's okay. Maybe, it's, maybe they're all going to the fireworks over at uh, Cross Church tonight. I understand they're having a big fireworks display over there. But I guarantee you, we'll be out in plenty of time before dark, so you can go see it too. I have a uh, newsletter from uh, Gary and Carolyn Miller from uh, Hungary. We've not heard from them in a while, and I have the newsletter here. They say if everything works well, and you know how that is with missionaries, but if everything works out according to their plan, they plan on being home in the United States on stateside assignment about the middle of December of this year. So possibly we can have them come down and see us for a little bit. I will lay this here and then I'll have Sam put it on the bulletin board tomorrow, but I'll lay it here if you would like to come and read it and look at it, you're welcome to. Do so right after service. I praise God that you're here tonight. I I don't, uh, I have never been one that counted a lot of numbers and looked at that. I think that God has the ones that God intends to have here at least the ones that are obedient to what he asked. And I praise God for you being here. I would ask you to remember Miss Cherry. She had a little, uh, she went too hard this past week. She she decided that uh, she was going to try to keep up with me, and she can't do that. Uh, I get up early, and I stay up late. And if I get three to five hours sleep a night, I'm in good shape. Miss Cherry needs seven, eight, nine hours of sleep. And uh, she tried to stay with me, and she's paying the price. And she even admitted it, believe it or not. So we, uh, I do ask you to pray for her that she would be here if I hadn't told her to stay home. And uh, she has just had a tough day. I want us to go back to a passage of Scripture we read this morning. 
but we didn't make any comments on it. I'd like for us to go back to Galatians, please. Galatians chapter 5, verses 13, 14, 15. Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 and following. The word tells us, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty or to freedom. Only do not use the liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. Father, I thank you and I praise you for your word. I thank you, Lord God, that you have set us free. I thank you, Lord God, that we live in a nation that we can enjoy the liberty and the freedom to serve you. Now, Father, tonight, as we come together as your people to talk about and to give testimony of how you have blessed each one of us in a very special way and what we think when it comes to the 4th of July and what it means to us and what independence means and liberty and the freedom means. We praise you, Father, for there's so many in this world that cannot enjoy that freedom and do not enjoy it. So we just ask you now, Father, receive our praise and our worship. And we say thank you. Thank you for loving us and for allowing us to be a part of your family. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. And he says, brethren, you have been called to liberty or freedom. God desires for us as born-again believers to truly walk in the liberty, the freedom of Jesus Christ. We need more than anything else in our lives, in our nation, <laughs> In every part of our lives, we need to remember how Jesus set the example for us in his desire to reach every man, every woman, every child. And in doing so, he took the unity of freedom and he looked at it. And Miss Diane, you have a desire or an idea this way, and it may not be exactly what mine is, but we can take your idea and my idea, take our differences, and unify them to bring honor and glory to God and to strengthen our freedom. We need to unify our hearts, our lives, even though they are many diversified, diversified different types of ideas. I went back and I read some of the history of our founding fathers. And I found in that history, out of those that sat down, got their minds together, formulated a plan to create the colonies, which came out being the United States of America, out of all of those men, there was numerous different ideologies. Many of them wanted, many of them were still slave owners and thought nothing about it. Others didn't like slave owners, and, but they were willing to come together. There were some that thought that without the rule of England, they would go down and they couldn't make it. There was others said, we can stand and we can and they took all the diversified ideas 
and they put it in God's hands, and they came out with the United States of America. Rather than backbiting and putting down, they lifted one another up. And in our churches, in our Christian brotherhoods, we don't need to look for the problems. We don't need to look for the issues. We need to look for the good. And we need to take your ideas and your ideas and your ideas and your ideas and bring them all together and use them to strengthen God's family and reaching out to those around us. We need to be unified. We need to be in a position of saying, Lord God, we want what you want. Not only do we need to be unified, but we need to walk in that freedom that God has given us, the liberty to have the right to think what I want to think. But I don't have the right to force what I think on you. So consequently, we need to come together in the liberty and the freedom that Jesus has given us. And not only do we need to have the liberty and the freedom, but we also, and I love this, we've got to have the spirit of America. You read the history. If you haven't read back, if you haven't read it in a while, go back and read it. Those men and women were so full of get up and go, so full of making it work, so full of knowing that's what God wanted, even though they didn't agree on everything, that they had what they called the American spirit. And folks, we've lost the American spirit. We don't have it in our nation today. Oh, there's a few little bright spots here and there and yonder and, you know. But as a whole, we don't have it. And the reason we don't have it is threefold. One, we've turned away from God. Two, we're not unified anymore. Three, we don't walk in the liberty and the freedom that God has given us. And we don't care about America we're set on ourselves we've got to turn around we have got to say okay Lord you have called us to freedom and we do not want to use it to do anything that's sinful or the flesh but through it we want to serve and love one another and put the other first And he says, for all the law is fulfilled in these words. You shall love one another, your neighbor as yourself. I had this morning a youngster, a young man, catch me out in the hall. And he says, you said that if we trust Jesus and ask him into our hearts, that he'll make our sins white as snow. He says, exactly what does that mean? I said, to make our sins white as snow is to purify us in God's eyes through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that makes our sins white as snow or purifies and he says then it all depends it all depends upon the blood of Jesus I said you got it you got it it all depends upon Jesus as to how we respond in our freedom our liberty And I don't mean to use a term that has been overused by our previous president. But folks, 
we need to make America great again. And I don't mean politically. I mean in God's way. In God's way. So tonight, I'm going to ask you to share with us your testimony of what God has laid on your hearts concerning how you feel about the 4th of July, how you feel about independence, and how you feel about being free in Jesus. I'm going to pray and then I'm going to let y'all start. Brother Terry's going to come around with a mic so everybody can hear you. Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name for these that are here tonight. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord God, that you tell us that you've called us to freedom. And through that freedom, you expect us to love one another. You expect us to get along and be unified. You expect us, Lord God, to look after one another, to work through our differences and our diversities. And Lord God, then, then you expect us through the power of God the Holy Spirit to bring America back to a God-fearing nation. Oh, Lord God, we pray for your strength and your help within our nation, within our churches, within our families, with our individual lives. And we give you praise for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Okay, now. Okay, can I start? Start it off, Brother Since Terry. I got the mic. Um, you used a verse this morning uh, from John chapter 8, verse 32, which says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. free. And uh, on two different occasions, I got to go to uh, Russia to teach pastors who had been through persecution and all kinds of things like that uh, beforehand. And it was amazing to me because even though they were under a, a repressive regime, regime, they were free That's in right. the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the first thing that I would say to you. And the second is that I am thankful for those who have paid the price of military service because freedom is not free. It costs. And those men and women have paid a price for us to enjoy that freedom. Amen. And I am very thankful for the price that they have paid. Amen. Okay, who's next? Amen. All right, Miss Nancy. Miss Loretta, you'll be right after her. I hadn't thought about it until you ask us. Now, don't preach. Give just give us testimony. Tonight. How many of you have thought about the fact that we live in a country, I was born in a country where a witness could come to me and tell me about a Savior. How many countries can that happen? But that happens here, which then puts the burden on me to tell someone else. You know, it's not just free and you go about your business. But that hit me this morning that I am in a country where I can freely speak, freely worship, celebrate a 4th of July, which I'll be doing on the 4th, but we sometimes forget someone paid a price for that. That's right. Okay. Uh, you gave us the choice this morning or suggested that we could either go home and think about what this meant, what the 4th of July meant and what freedom meant, or stay home and I thought about it, so I made me a couple of notes. So okay. I, I'm not a public speaker, so here you go. And uh, anyway, uh, this morning he uh, commented about his, his hat that said, uh, stand for the flag and kneel for the cross. And that has become very popular saying 
over the last few years since there's been so many people that in my opinion have disrespected the flag and they refuse to, to stand and so on. But several years ago, and I, brought, I, I decided to wear this shirt and then Bobby came in with the same shirt on, so. But anyway, it says only two defining forces have ever offered to die for me. One is Jesus Christ for my, uh, as my savior and the other is the American veteran. Amen. And uh, the first time I saw this was after 9-11, and it was actually written by a Canadian who uh, was commending the American spirit and how uh, we were coming back after such a horrible thing and so on. Uh, but it really made me stop and think, and I, I've, I've thought about this a lot. Uh, I come from a family who uh, a lot of military or a lot of veterans. Um, I've personally have known somebody that has fought in every war that the country has had since World War I, my grandfather. And we've had, I've had uncles, cousins, uh, nephews, and so on that have been in every war since that time that we fought. And so I know there's a huge price that, I, that is paid uh, for our freedoms as Americans, and I'm grateful for that. I also have to tell you, I'm thankful for the teachers that I had going through school that taught that. They taught what it meant to be an American and what the price our forefathers paid in order for us to have the freedoms that we have. And uh, even some world history teachers that taught us about those countries that didn't have those same freedoms. And I'm very sad because I don't think that is being taught as much as it should be in our schools today, and I'm very sad and I think that's part of the reason we don't have the sure. American spirit that we have. Right. So, did that. And then the fact that Jesus died for me, I thank God every day uh, that he was willing to give up his son, that I could have my salvation, that I could live with him through eternity and uh, uh, have freedom from my sins. And believe me, I'm a sinner, <laughs> saved by grace. So. That's freedom to Amen. me. I have both proud to be an American, proud to be a Christian. Amen. Praise God. Who's next? Thank you. I thank God for um, this country and that I'm an American citizen. And uh, thank God for all the military veterans. And uh, thank God that I've got a responsibility to stand up for my own Christian rights. Amen. And our Constitution, that we've got the freedom to stand up and, like I said, stand up for the Constitution, you know, whatever that takes. I mean, if it comes down to fighting, that's what it comes down to, that we have the rights of the Constitution right. that they're trying to say that we, we don't anymore. Amen. Praise God. Okay, who's next? Come on. You didn't know you was going to get your workout tonight, did you? I've got my Fitbit on, so that's good. I was raised um, in a military family, and... Uh, when I was growing up, many of the years, probably four or five years, we spent overseas. And so we, our, our American life, so to speak, was on base. And the thing I remember most, I was, I was raised to love America. And when I saw, was not so much in, in England, but in Scotland, no, in Spain, I noticed that the lifestyle of the people there is radically different. And the people in Spain, young men, were <laughs> would propose to an eighth grader because they wanted so badly to come to America. And they, I came to realize that what we have is priceless. America is a gift that God gave us. And I, I don't think I realized until much later, and on, on base in the mornings, they would raise the flag every morning um, and during the raising of the flag, they would play the Star Spangled Banner. And you could look across if you were on a level spot where you could see a distance, wherever they were, 
the whole, everyone who was outside could hear the Star Spangled Banner being played would stop and honor the flag. You could see hundreds of people. Um, it, was, it was a moving thing. And I, at night, they would play taps, and the same thing would happen. And so all of the years of my adulthood, and, and possibly before that, I so cherished the, the gift that I was given to be an American. So that's part of what freedom means to me. But I have to tell you that I feel like recently America has so dramatically changed that I, and I am kind of shell-shocked. I, I don't feel, I, feel, I think this is, this is not the country that I was born in. I, I, I don't get it. And how did this happen? And I think, as Pastor Max said this morning, it's because people like me thought that this would just go on forever, that this was America, and nothing could touch it. And I just sat back and let it happen. And this morning, I had to repent and say, Lord, I'm so sorry. I sat back and did nothing. I said nothing. You know, back in the beginning when I was young, we could say, um, we could debate. Debate was considered to be healthy. And now debate is considered to be hate speech. That's right. It's a lot harder to talk about these things than it was when I was younger. And I just, I just want us to go back to remembering that God gave us a gift and we should cherish it. Amen. Ms. Joanne? Well, I'm not a speaker at all. In fact, I don't Get like to Get up close speak. so we can hear you. I don't like to speak. <laughs> but anyway, I got to think. I went home and I thought about it. And our country was founded by men who believed in God and that God was a part of our foundation for and our freedom. They wanted us to have freedom. And to me, America is not that right now. And we need it. And like Diana said, all of us need to show other people that we love God and we love them and we love our nation. You know the old saying, uh, you don't know what you've had until you've lost it. Well, in 1957, in the months of May, June, July, August, and September, I lost all my freedom, every single bit of it. I became totally dependent on other people for me to stay alive, totally dependent. I had no say-so in anything. I, I, like I say, all my freedoms were gone. Hmm? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I had polio. Come down with polio completely, and the waist down, everything's lost, gone. I didn't know how to react. I was a young man. I was 15 years old. For a young man 15 years old, though, I laid there every night, and I just about cried myself to sleep because I had no control over anything until Jesus came into my life. I asked him for help, and maybe 15 to 20 days after I did, I walked out of the hospital. Amen. I am so grateful for freedom that we have today. And I would fight to my death to protect it. Amen. Who's next? To me, I think of the 4th of July as Independence Day because we recognize that that's where our 
freedom started. We declared an independence from an oppressive government, from a, from a, a system that had become abusive to the citizens of this, this nation, of this, of this continent. And I don't know if any of you have ever read the Constitution or the, the Declaration of Independence. But outside of the scriptures, it's probably one of the most beautiful documents and probably one of the most well-written documents right. that, I've, that I've ever encountered. Right. Thomas Jefferson was in his 20s when he and the, the, the people who penned that declaration And they did it with geometric logic and, and reason. As Isaiah said in 118, come let us reason together. What you said earlier about coming together was so important. And if you've never, I, I think all of us know a lot of the phrases that are in the Declaration of Independence. Uh, the, the, the document starts with when in the course of human events it becomes necessary. They they stated the case for their declaration and for the purpose of which they were they were making the statement and and it the it says when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands that have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and the late nature's God entitled them. These men understood divine providence. That's right. It says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. He, they, they went on to, to indict the king and the form of government and stated 27 different oppressive actions that had been forced upon us as a nation and and why that was uh, oppressive to us and and justified the actions of declaring independence these were citizens just like we are of the United States but they declared their independence from that oppressive government and they We therefore, the representatives, they ended the, the final paragraph reads, we therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress, assembled appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions do in name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, colonies solemnly established publish and declare that these United States and the right ought to be free and independent states and that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown. It was a specific and very dynamic statement and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain ought to be brought totally dissolved and that, the free <coughs> and that as free and independent states they have the full power to assume the sovereignty of a nation. The last statement of the, of the Declaration of Independence is majestic. And for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence we mutually pledge to each other our lives our fortunes and our sacred honor amen it doesn't get any stronger than that 56 men signed that document fully knowing that it was a treasonous act. Fifty-six men made that pledge to one another. 
do you have any idea what happened to the 56 men, who they were and what happened to them? If, if you'll bear with me, I'll share another. Five signers were captured by the British and brutally tortured as traitors. They died after the torture. Nine fought in the War of Independence and died either from wounds or from hardships they suffered. What kind of men were they? Twenty-five were lawyers or jurists. Eleven were merchants. Nine were farmers or plantation owners. One was a teacher. One was a musician. And one was a printer, Benjamin Franklin. These were men of means and education and they signed the declaration knowing well the penalty that would be death if they were captured. William Ellery's signing at the risk of his fortune only to become too realistic. In December of 1776, during three days of British occupation in Newport, Rhode Island, Ellery's house was burned and all of his property was taken. Richard Stockton, who was a, United, was a New Jersey State Supreme Court Justice, he lost his home, he lost his family. Carter Braxton was a planter, and one of his, sh his ships were captured one by one. He lost everything he had. Carter Braxton <clears throat> had to mortgage everything he owned to pay his debts. Vandals and soldiers looted the properties of Clymer, Hall, Harrison, and Hopkins. John Hart was a New Jersey farmer. Driven from his wife's, beth from his wife's bedside when she was near death, their 13 children fled for their lives. Hart's field, his gristmill, and all of his possessions were taken and laid to waste, and over, for over a year, he lived in cave and forest. He never knew where his bed would be. His wife died before he was able to see her again, and he never saw his 13 children again. When I, that, that's just some of the things that these men faced is just some of them that said, we pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Independence Day is a day that we recognize that we are not subject to but one king, and that's the king of heaven. Amen. And the framers of the Constitution and the framers the writers of our declaration realized that, and that was the basis of, of our system of government. Amen. Amen. I've talked long enough. Thank you. Thank you, S.T. Basically, our, our system is set up to function with God-fearing people that serve the Lord. Our system is not made, is not set up for those that do not fear God. Consequently, those of us that do need to be like those 58 men and toe the line. Thank you, S.T. Someone else. Someone else. Matt, you're setting up there off quiet. I could see that he was, his brain was running. <laughs> you know, the last couple of weeks we've been teaching the, the students and two of my favorite chapters in all of the Bible. Hebrews chapter 12 and Romans chapter 8. And in those, there are two particular verses. In Hebrews 12, I believe it is verse 4, 
for you have not yet resisted to blood against sin. To me, I, I, we go through a lot in this country. We still, we ha- it's not what it used to be. But we still have the freedom to worship God. For now. I don't believe we'll have it long, but we have it for now. And then Romans chapter 8, the first verse. Wherefore now, there is no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. We may not have the freedom earthly forever, but as Christians, we have freedom for eternity. Those are my thoughts. I love this banner that Harold put up here. One nation under God. Brother S.T. just read that. Matt just gave us testimony. Everyone has testimony, their testimony after testimony has made comment about God in our future. Some years ago, y'all keep thinking about who's going to do next. Some years ago, I had the privilege of preaching a revival. They call them crusades. In Rome, Italy, to the American military that were based there. The International Baptist Church is what it was called. Basically, it was made up of American military. A few nationals, but basically American. And we had service at 6 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and 6 o'clock at night. And we had those services in because that's when I guess their shift or something changed at the base to where they could be there. And without exception, now this was back in the early 90s. Without exception, I had many of those military folks that hadn't been home in a while said, is everything we're hearing about America true? It breaks our heart when we hear what's happening. And this was in the 90s. Folks, I don't know what it's going to take from God to get our attention. But Solomon Gomorrah is drawing closer and closer with the attitude of the people of America. May God forgive us and strengthen us and draw us close to Him. Someone else. Brother Max. What does July 4th remind me of? I'm a child that was born right after the Korean War and grew up before the Vietnam War. And I think about not having to serve my country as so many of the other people have that go to this church, the veterans that we have. But when I was 12 years old, I met what Brother Terry was talking about in John, except instead of verse 32, it was verse 36 that got me. That if he... Christ frees us, we are truly free indeed. In this great country that we have right now, with all the freedoms that we have, there are so many people in bondage to sin and many other things. And the way that we can get back to God is if we get back to being a Christian nation and turn our lives and our hearts and our fortunes back to God again. Amen so that truly we can be called one nation under God. That's right. I think we need to read the, what Brother S.T. read to us a while ago as a nation, for sure, as to our commitment. Someone over here raised her hand. 
Brother Robert. You know, I can remember back when I was in high school, we had Bible readings. We pledged allegiance to the flag. And I say thank you to all the military that provided that because without the military paying the price, I wouldn't have had that freedom. But I tell you what, I give God the credit for all the freedom that we have for our religion because I tell you what, without the Lord Jesus Christ, we would really be in bad shape. And I just am so thankful. I know I do the military honors with the American Legion, and, and that cemetery down there is filling up fast. And, uh, but I consider it an honor to be able to go down there and, and to show those people the respect for that veteran that passed away. Amen. Amen. And when I'm down there, I say a prayer for the family that have lost that loved one. And I do that at every, every time I go for a funeral. Amen. And so, but I, I am really thankful that I have the freedom of religion that I do, that I can come to church and listen to a pastor that's going to get up and preach the word and not mince words. He's going to get up and tell the truth, tell it like it is. And I am so thankful for Brother Mac. Praise God. Miss Laura, back there, waving her hand. Hey, I'll stand up because I'm so short. Um, I think the world today views freedom as I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, with whoever I want, however I want. But it reminds me of this analogy I heard one time. I have honestly no idea where I heard it. It may have been here. <laughs> so if so, you probably heard it. But imagine there's a group of children playing at the edge of a cliff. There's no guardrail. They're free to play, free to run, free to enjoy, knowing that there's a risk of falling to their death. But now imagine there's a fence along that edge. Are the children now more free with that guardrail to play and enjoy and run? And to me, I envision that fence as our salvation, that we're free from death, but we can run with joy the race that lies before us and share the good news. And I'm thankful for a country that allows us to worship freely and openly. Amen. Someone else? Yes, Jerry? I was having a conversation with some coworkers not very long ago, and I don't remember exactly what the conversation was, but I looked at her, and there's a phrase that I remember from growing up in a military household. There are no atheists in, in foxholes. <laughs> Um, and she looked at me and she said, what do you mean? I said, you watch. You watch. We're in a profession where I hold the hands of people on their way out of this world into the next one. And I have yet to not pray with somebody who asked me to pray with them. I have yet. I mean, I pray for my residents on a daily basis before I go into work. The people that are in my care. Um, and I've been told more than once that I shouldn't do that because it upsets some people. And I've said more than once, I said, you can fire me, <laughs> but I'm not going to not do it. If it makes them comfortable, if it makes them feel better, if it makes them a little bit more at peace for somebody to pray with them, for somebody to confirm what they already know, then I'm going to be there and I'm going to do that. And I'm glad that we live in a country where I'm allowed to do that. Amen. Anyone else? Anywhere. We celebrate our independence. Our independence is our dependence upon God. Amen, brother. Amen. Anyone else? Yes, Miss Loretta. I'm old. Okay. Um, 
There are two things that if you have not seen them, you may want to look them up sometime on the internet. One of them, and I think this is just representative of what has happened in America, it's John Wayne leading a large number of people in Hollywood singing God Bless America. And it's him, and it's like Lucille Ball, and there's a whole group of people then. And they are proud to be Americans, and they are singing that song. I seriously doubt that you'd get a dozen people in Hollywood that would stand up and, and sing that song like they do. And I think that's representative of where we've come, that Hollywood has moved so far away, but most of America has. That's right. The other thing to look up is Red Skelton and him telling you what the Pledge of Allegiance uh, is about. He does a beautiful job, and um, it, it, he, it, it's one, one of the times he's, he's somewhat serious to do it in. But both of them are great, and it does tell you what the pledge really means. That's right. Anyone else? Yes, ma'am. I agree with her. Red Skeleton has a poem out of describing the Pledge of Allegiance to the Pride. It's beautiful. But one of my memories is as a child in grade school, we raised the flag and we said the Pledge of Allegiance and we sang. And one of the biggest deals was we got to bring the flag up and we got to bring it down. And we took turns or we, I don't know how we got to do it, but we were so proud to do that. And the other day I was at our auction and there was an American flag. And just to put it bluntly, it was abused. There was no respect to that flag, to the way it was uh, presented, the people that handle it. Our flag doesn't touch the ground, folks. And then later on, there was something come up. I don't know whether it was a picture or saying or something. And these people have no religion. They don't believe. So how can you respect a flag and not believe? They go together. They go together. Jesus suffered a lot for me to have freedom. The men this gentleman just told us about suffered a lot for me to have freedom. And one of my freedom things that I enjoy the most that a lot of people in the world don't have is I do have a church building. I call it my church. Amen. And I can come and I can hear the word of God. Amen. And I'm real thankful for that. Praise God. Amen. Anyone else? I say little about my father very often. But after I got through this morning, Cherry and I went, went home and hanging in our bedroom is a picture of my father in his Army Air Corps uniform when he graduated as a second lieutenant and a pilot. And in a shadow box underneath it is his first set of wings, his lieutenant bars, and his nameplate. And I stood there and looked at that. And I remember mom and myself being born and dad being away, protecting the United States of America. And I stood there and cried. Because I never thanked him. I never told him thank you for it. There's so many that have paid the price for our freedom. And we haven't told them thank you. And we certainly need to tell God.
for our freedom. Any other words? Brother, this, uh, Brother Terry, pray us out of here, brother. Father, we come to you and thank you for the privilege of being here. We have certainly been reminded, first of all, of the price that Jesus paid for our salvation. Secondly, for the price that has been paid down through the years for our freedoms and privileges that we enjoy. And we are so thankful for both. And we praise you and thank you for bringing us to the point where we could realize our need for Christ and accept him. And where we could realize the benefit and the blessing. You can go to any, about any other country. And when you come back, you realize how much better ours is than where all of these others are at this point in time. And we just thank you for that blessing. And Father, I pray that with that blessing will come the encouragement, the challenge for us to be citizen Christians that will make a difference for you by standing on the truth. And I pray that you will go with us as we go from this place, that you will bless this evening and the remainder of it and the day that we have as we celebrate uh, the birth of our nation. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Here's the letter for, from the Millers. I'll lay it back here if anybody would like to see it. Read it.